Religiosity can complicate our relationship with God, and it can feel more like a heavy burden or boxes to check than a deeply personal connection with our Creator. We are also surrounded with messages that tell us that our value is in our ability to get things done, while at the same time saying that we as women shouldn't stand out or draw attention to ourselves. My name is Emily Lewis, and you're listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. For 26 years of my life, I felt like it was my responsibility to keep God happy by doing all the things. I was desperate to be good and to belong. So I exhausted myself by checking the boxes and squeezing myself into the expectations of what others and what I thought God wanted from me. But when I learned that God loves me unconditionally and with radical grace, that allowed me to let go of toxic relationships with the church and myself. Now, as a beloved daughter of God, a wife, a mom, a kids ministry pastor, a speaker, and a worthiness coach, I am confidently living the life that God meant for me. I'm here to help you overcome beliefs that are no longer serving you so that you too can live a well-rested life, ask for what you want, confidently expect to receive what you're worth, and have deep, authentic relationships with God, yourself, and others. When you are grounded in God's grace and own who he says you already are, it opens up the door for the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. I'm Emily Lewis, and I'm so glad you're here, friend. Hey there, friend. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast and the first episode of 2023. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you've had a good holiday season or a good wrap up of 2022 and that you've had some rest to prepare for 2023. And I hope that you don't feel a lot of pressure on your shoulders for making 2023 the best year yet, but that it feels like a fresh start and feels like a clean slate where you're grounded in who you already are as you make goals and as you move forward. This episode, we're going to talk about the importance of self-worth in order to have self-confidence and some really practical ways to improve your self-worth. So self-worth is essential to showing up with authentic confidence, because if we don't believe in who we are, if we don't believe in our calling, if we don't believe in who God says that we are, it can feel a lot like imposter syndrome when we're going out and trying to be confident. We're trying to do the things that we are meant to do. It can feel like we're just faking it, like fake it till you make it. And we're just going and striving and doubting all at the same time. Am I supposed to be doing this? Am I doing the right thing? Am I saying this the right thing? Look at so-and-so she's doing it that way. Maybe I should be doing it that way. And, oh, I, I shouldn't have worded it that way. I can't believe I said that. What are they thinking about me now? All of those things rob our confidence and they're a sign of a lack of self-worth. When we're grounded in who we already are, it doesn't, it isn't about what we can prove or what we can achieve. It becomes about what we are supposed to be doing. It becomes about just showing up as who we already are rather than something that we're doing 
out of an insecurity. We're doing it from a place of security. Insecurities are the things that we almost forget are there because we just live with them. They just are part of us. The wanting to look good or wanting someone to think well of us or wanting to have it together. Like we want to look like we have it together. We don't want to be bumbling and we don't want to be dropping the ball over the place. We might want to be seen as strong and an insecurity we have is people seeing us struggle or maybe seeing us in a weak spot. Maybe we're crying or we're letting our guard down and being vulnerable. Maybe we have a fear of not presenting this this front. And all of those can rob you of your ability to be confident. Because instead, they make us want to fit in. They make us hyper-focus on acceptance and wanting to belong, which you've heard me say it that it is a core need that we have. Belonging is a core need that we have. So there's no shame in wanting to be accepted. But when we spend a lot of our energy trying to be accepted and trying to be likable, instead of just being our authentic selves, we're trying to prove something. And inevitably, we attract people to us that more likely than not, like parts of us, that we present rather than our full selves. It's like we're attracting conditional love. Now, I want to caveat and give a disclaimer that that doesn't mean that if you've been treated with conditional love or that you have been neglected in some way or rejected or shunned in some way that that was your fault. But going forward, we can still be empowered to attract people who will value us by being true to ourselves. And that can feel like the most vulnerable act, the most vulnerable putting ourselves out there choice in the world. If you've felt that rejection, if you've experienced that kind of pushing you away, even if it was just And I say just, but even if it was something small where people started to ghost you and didn't really ever explain why, or if it was a huge moment where somebody slammed the door in your face or walked away or cut you out or a whole community stopped speaking to you, any of those can make showing up as your authentic self very risky because it's a form of trusting people. It's a form of trusting them to be yourself. When you are yourself, you're trusting them with you. Without you being able to control how they react. When we're people pleasing and when we're trying to fit in and when we're trying desperately to be accepted based on our actions and what we think other people will respond to, We're trying to control how they view us. And that results in us being inauthentic. And it also results in a false perception that we can actually control how they react to us. But it sometimes feels safer. But it's when we let go of these insecurities, or we just say, hey, 
you know, you're along for the ride in security. Like you don't get to touch the radio, but I'm moving forward even with you. Like it's one of those situations. Not that you have to have it all figured out, but you're not letting that insecurity hold you back anymore. You're not letting the fear of what other people think. You're not letting the size of your body dictate how you show up in the world. You're not letting um, the sound of your voice dictate how you show up in the world. You are going to just be your authentic self. And then with all the fear, with all the trepidation, with any of the, the shame or anything that comes with it, you're moving forward anyway. And when you find your worth and your value in who God says you already are in the calling and the mission that you've been given in spite of any of the doubt or the worry or the fear, you know who you are, you know whose you are. And that just automatically gives you a lift in your step and confidence. So you can have this insane self-worth, a belief that God says that you're worthy, a belief that you are worthy of love, that you are lovable, that you are worthy of taking care of yourself. No matter what is going on around you, no matter what so-and-so is doing, no matter if someone else seems to be accomplishing more, or if somebody feels quote unquote ahead of you, you can run your race. You can be confident without second guessing because you are grounded. Okay. So now I want to give you practical tips on how to improve your self-worth because this is a perception thing. Your value is not changing. Your value doesn't change on the days that you doubt your value. Your doubt, your value doesn't change on the days that somebody believes in you. But we all know what those days feel like. They feel radically different. On the days we wake up doubting, wondering, and defeated, our view of ourself has slipped. It has shifted. On the days that you wake up ready to charge the world, your belief in who God says that you are has shifted. It drives you forward. It continually shapes how you show up in the world. Now that's not to say we're not allowed to have low energy days. No, we're not going to create a narrative about low energy days and how, you know, that must mean that I'm not believing in myself or I don't have, um, self-worth or I'm not believing what God says about me. No, you're allowed to have low energy days. But what I'm talking about is the days where you wake up defeated. Those we don't have to do those days anymore. You don't have to get the, at the end of your work day and wonder, did I even do enough? Am I even enough? Because you're already grounded in your worth. So this is again, a perception thing. So how can you shape and change your perception so that you can change your belief so that you can believe in your worth so that you can confidently look yourself in the mirror and say, I am worthy to be loved. I deserve to be loved. When you can do that, there's so much healing potential. Do that. It's a great exercise and it will shape and change how you take up space and how you show up in the world and how you take care of the other people that are in your family or in your care. So number one, how to improve your self-care. Stop following people on Instagram that make you feel 
less than. Now they can't make you feel less than, but consuming their content does something inside of you. You feel like you're not doing enough, or maybe they're just overall kind of negative and they're taking things from a negative perspective. Sometimes we forget to unfollow the voices that no longer suit where we're at. So go to your Facebook, go to your Instagram, go to your TikTok, look at what's in your feed and filter it. What do you want to be consuming? What is going to repel you forward? What is actually strengthening you and your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself? Number two, catch the negative thought patterns. Now, this is easier said than done because it is ingrained in us some of these things that are our patterns and our habits. But what you can do to start catching these negative thoughts is when they come up, repeat something back that is a mantra opposite the negative thought. Oh, I'm so dumb. I can't believe I just, oh wait. Okay. I am a woman of wisdom. I'm not dumb. I'm a woman of wisdom. And I believe that. And you're going to show up to making decisions so much differently when you speak things like I am a woman of wisdom rather than, oh, I always make this mistake. Another one that I have actively worked on changing is, oh, I'm, I know I'm going to forget that as if that's how I'm trying to remind myself not to forget that is I'm affirming that I'm going to forget it. Instead, I need to remember to grab that, or I will remember to grab that on my way out the door. Now that seems super silly, but it has changed how I talk to myself and the actions that follow when I'm not affirming that I'm going to forget something. I instead can write a note and say, I'm going to remember to do this, or I need to remember to do this. If that feels more real and true to you, rather than saying, Oh, I know I'm going to forget this. Try not to forget this. And you're like trying to coach your brain. Don't forget. Um, just change the, change the wording around when those negative thought patterns come in. Another thing that's super valuable to catch these negative thought patterns. Number three is to spend time alone. We spend a lot of time either consuming or with other people. So taking the time to really be alone with your thoughts and with God to meditate, to create space so that you are not so busy and rushing. You can catch those negative thought patterns. You can hear God's voice. You can hear what he's speaking to you. You can have actually a moment with yourself not with the noise on, not with the TV on, not with a podcast on, not with the music on, but really enjoying stillness, stilling your body and then stilling your mind, which quiets your spirit and your soul for you to be able to listen and you, you to be able to hear what's going on inside, whether it's emotions or thoughts that need to be processed creating that space will allow you to get grounded. And number four, repeat verses and mantras or affirmations, whatever you want to call them over yourself with a belief that you want to have. So if it is around self-worth and 
confidently being yourself. Um, you can say, I am a joy from Zephaniah 317. You can say, I am worth taking care of, or I deserve to be loved. Things like that, that counteract the negative thought patterns, that counteract the past beliefs that are no longer serving us are extremely powerful in helping us be grounded in our self-worth and own the fact that you are worthy. You are worthy of love. Your dreams and your goals are so incredibly valuable. The world needs you. Number five, do something that's unproductive. Now it can be really easy for us as humans, as adults to only do things that are productive, that get us towards a certain goal or that feel um, accomplished because we want to achieve and we want to um, be going and doing we've essentially found our self-worth in our productivity. And I was watching my daughter the other day, walking along the sidewalk, and there's a couple feet of snow next to the sidewalk right now. And she was walking on this edge. And at first I was like annoyed. Why aren't you hurrying? Why aren't you coming faster? But then I thought, actually, that looks like a lot of fun to walk on the snowbank instead of the sidewalk. It looks like fun to navigate and tromp through the snow. I love doing that. But somewhere along the line, we get the idea that it's better to just get from point A to point B and we forget to enjoy. We forget to be present in the moment. We forget mindfulness and just enjoying what's in front of us because we're so busy going from point A to point B that at the end of our day, we're exhausted and we don't have a clue what we did because we were just being productive all day and we did not take the time for pleasure, for enjoyment, for fun. So do something that seems silly or ridiculous. Maybe you get out a a hobby that you haven't touched in a while. Maybe you go for a walk. Maybe you listen to a song that just lights you up. Maybe you, I don't know, walk on the snowbank. Maybe you put whipped cream in your hot cocoa. I don't know, something fun, something enjoyable that isn't productive. That reminds you that you are a human being and you are not just your accomplishments. And number six, do something to take care of yourself. Now, when we say, when I say own your worth and you are so worthy of being taken care of, like there are some practical things that should result from that. And this is something that I'm still growing in is learning to take care of myself. For some reason, it can be difficult to spend the time on myself, like with basic self-care. That's something that I want to do better at is taking care of myself. And I want you guys to do this too. I want to bring you along on this journey because it is the little things that actually set us up for the rest of our days and the rest of our life when we are doing the foundational things. So it's not just a mantra. It's not just a concept. It's nitty gritty, brushing your teeth in the morning, washing your face at night. It's um, pausing to actually eat a nourishing, energizing 
lunch. It's valuing your time, the time that you spend in the world, valuing yourself enough to actually spend that on yourself. And it's also the same for money, whether it is clothes that actually fit you or um, products that are good for your skin, or I don't know, whatever else that we need to be doing in order to be taking care of ourselves. Obviously, this is an area I should grow in because I can't even list out very many things. But for me, it really is the basics like exercise and showering and eating. These super practical ways that we can show that we value ourselves and we can value ourselves with the time and money that we spend. These are some of the most precious resources and we can say to ourselves, well, time of course is our most precious resource. I wouldn't say money is a precious resource. I think it's an abundant tool, but that's not this episode. But what we spend our resources on shows what we value. And that actually brings me to my last and seventh point, And that is to invest in yourself. If you want to grow in your self-worth, this is an awesome challenge for you. There's something that happens inside of us, like an energetic or a spiritual shift. When we put our money where our mouth is, when we say, I believe that I am worthy. And I believe that God says I'm worthy. I believe I'm valuable and I'm going to invest that money into myself. I'm going to hire a therapist or I'm going to hire a counselor. I'm going to get a coach to help me get breakthrough in this area or this um, area of healing and transformation because I know that I'm worthy of wholeness. Yes. Is it going to have ripple effects? Absolutely. When you own your worth, it is going to impact your business. You are going to make more money. You are not going to um, settle for less than. You are going to ask for the raise. You are going to feel qualified for the things that maybe were holding you back. You're going to see a shift in your family dynamics. You're going to see a shift in your relationships. All of those things will happen when you own your worth. But it's also good to do this for you, to believe that you are worthy of spending money on even before coaching. I've had this happen where I invested in something and that alone changed how I showed up because my money was where my mouth was. I had skin in the game. It's when we take one of our resources, like the last one we talked about was taking the time to take care of ourselves or taking the money to take care of ourselves. When we tangibly let our actions align with the words that we're saying or the belief that we want to embody, we take a giant step towards embodying that belief that has happened for me in investments that I've made in coaching or therapists or mentorship. It's like the adage that money talks, money tells a story, money reflects to us what we believe and what we value. Same with our time. You have heard probably the adage that goes, you know, show me how you spend your days and I'll show you how you spend your life. I think that's a Marie Forleo quote, but that's so true. And if we take the time and take the money 
to invest in ourselves, we're showing to ourselves and the world that we value ourselves. And that will up-level your self-worth and up-level your belief in your enoughness and your worthiness. Let me know which one of these tips was your favorite. Which one do you plan to try? I would love to hear. You can send me a message on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace. Or if you're interested in getting a breakthrough in this area of worthiness and you really want to own your worth, you don't want to just know it. You want to own it and you want to act on it. Go to yourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash coaching. Put your name and email address in there. I would love to talk to you about what group programs and one-on-one coaching offers I have available for you today. You can also send me a message on Instagram and just DM me the word coaching at emily.abundantgrace. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope this was impactful and empowering for the start of 2023. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great rest of your year, friend. I'll talk to you here soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. If this episode was an encouragement to you or you heard a nugget that you needed, I invite you to share it with a friend. Who else relates and would be blessed by today's episode? And it would help me out so much if you would leave a review for the Abundant Grace Podcast. It makes a world of difference getting this podcast into the ears of other people so that they can be empowered to own their worth too. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. I'm praying for you and cheering you on in your faith and healing. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, there is nothing you can do to add or take away from your worth. And there is nothing you can do that will make God love you more and nothing you have done that makes God love you any less.